And we are live. Welcome to The Process. It is Monday, January 15th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down kind of an annoying slate. Five games for today. We had the opportunity to have really interesting slate, and that's not what we're getting. I have a sneaky suspicion that I am unable to be seen right now. So, chat, if you see me, let me know, because I don't see me on my screen. There we go. I have officially popped up. Morning, Larry. I see you in chat. Very annoying slate. We had the opportunity to have, like, at least two good ones, or even at least one good one. We didn't get that. Two-game slate to start at 1 o'clock, a three-game afternoon slate. None of the payouts are all that great. And then we didn't even get a great main slate. Five games, but not the prize pools that people should be getting for a five-gamer? Very, very, very annoying. Very annoying. There was no need for it. And now... FanDuel's got a different early setup than DraftKings does, so I can't look at that. So, this is just a main slate only. This is just main slate only. Annoying. Annoying. But we're here. We're going to break it all down. This is the way we're going to start off the work week. Just means we got to win on a Monday on a on with inopportune situations for us. We, we, we weren't expecting to get garbage. But we will deal with it anyway. We will make chicken salad out of chicken shit or whatever that saying is. We will do that. We will do that. So I hope everybody had a good weekend. I did. Short week for me this week. We only go through Thursday. I am off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So no Friday anything for me. No Sunday morning show either. I am off to Nashville for a couple days. So not going to be able to make that bad boy. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We do have five games to break down today. That should be fun. I got to get my two prize picks wins in before uh, before Friday. Otherwise, I got I got a short week. I got I got to go two and two, at least. I mean, I want to go four and zero, oh, but I got to go two and two. Oh man, ugly slate yesterday too. That Portland news should have put me in a better position. It did not. For now, though, I think we just break down some basketball. Let me grab my coffee, which is sitting on the edge of my desk. Oh. A little coffee. All righty. Let's get it started, folks. It is time to break down today's five games. A 7 o'clock start, two 7.30s, a 9, and a 10. I actually just want to make sure that I have that in here correctly. You never know on a day like today. 7, 7.30, 9, ooh, 10.30. 10.30. I don't think the NFL had anything to do with the DraftKings schedule for today. I think what they did... At least in terms of breaking up the slates, I think that's exactly what they were going to do no matter what. I think we were just pinched one way or the other. But anyway, cheers everybody. Rise and grind. We'll have that set up uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. But 
for now, rise and grind, everybody. Cheers. I hope you have something to cheers me with because we're doing it right now. Clink. So, uh, I got, there's a new creamer. I get uh, Chobani creamer. I think it's Chobani that makes it. Um, I get those regularly because they're very, they don't have like a lot of weird stuff in it. It's just like cream, cane sugar, some sort of flavoring, and then that's it. It's like four ingredients, five. It's not, there's not, uh, not a bunch of chemicals and stuff in it. Not that any of that really matters to me, but it is like a relatively easy creamer to grab. So I saw a new one in the grocery store yesterday. Cookie dough. And I, as a cookie dough aficionado, thought this could probably taste pretty good with some coffee. Not going to lie. Don't love it in the iced coffee variety. I think I'm going to like it quite a bit in a hot coffee. So we'll test that one out tomorrow. For now, though, let us break down this bad boy. Uh, but... First, I assume this still exists. NFL Sims Max Package. Rest of the NBA NFL playoffs. $99 with the promo code DRIVE. Link in the description. It'll also get you an extra week of PGA Sims. So if you've been looking to try out our golf stuff, it's an easy way to try out two separate things. You can finish off the rest of the NFL season straight through the playoffs. That's showdowns and real slates. And then two weeks, well... I think at this point, a week of PGA, and I think my graphic's wrong. But link in the description. All right, here we go. Depth chart time. Let's break this bad boy down. Chicago Bulls. Four-point underdogs in Cleveland. 221 total. I need to grab the most recent injury report, which came out six minutes ago. There we go. For the Bulls, we have, forgot I got to scroll down. I was like, where are these games? Oh, boy. Okay. Desunmu, probable. Patrick Williams, questionable. Dalen Terry, probable. They got a lot of guys on there. No Garland, no Mobley. Q-tag on Max Struess is what we've got going on on the Cavs side. Uh, what would be the best place to put my minutes window? I guess I don't, I could just hop back and forth. So let's get to Cleveland. And I don't expect to have too much to do here. Actually, let's get to Chicago first. That's the one we need to do. So I, we assume Patrick Williams is playing. And he is right around like 27 minutes. Thirty-four for Vooch. We saw him come out and play thirty-one. Maybe we'll go to thirty-three. Fifteen to Drummond. Thirty-eight to Kobe White. Feels correct. Ah, uh, or does it? Probably does. Thirty-seven to DeRozan. I guess I, I got to have more to DeRozan than Kobe White. I really do feel like I got to have more for DeRozan. Than I, I'm going to go an extra minute to DeRozan. 
Now, I'm going to take a minute from Kobe White. We're going to go 37 apiece to these guys. That's a tight one, though. Uh, Levine, I don't know, 34, 35, 36, something like that. One DFS, happy to have you here, man. 5.30 a.m. in Minnesota. I'm going to assume it's quite cold. All right, we've got... I've got Caruso for 28. I mean, it's not what... Like, he's he's going to play more than that when he can. I hate getting him. That's really the issue for everything. 18 for Desunmu. Could be a little... Oh, that was without Patrick Williams. Yeah, 18 for Desunmu. The rest of this looks fine. Rates all look fine. I don't really think I have anything to change. Only thing I want to see, what is Alex Caruso's usage rate when he starts? Because I got him in for 14 and a half, which makes a lot of sense to me, but I got to check it first. It is a little bit higher. I can't go higher, but he does maintain. I guess I should add... Levine, Vooch, DeRozan, and Kobe White. And we'll say at least three of those guys start alongside of him. Because like I don't really care if it's Vooch or Drummond. All right, so 15 games in that time starting against alongside those real guys. Yeah, it's at 16. Doesn't feel like he scores like that. Let's go to Cleveland. For the Cavs, we really don't know that status on Struess. Had to leave early last time out. He is questionable with right knee soreness. Honestly, on paper, it feels like he's not going to be playing. But there's nothing we can do with that now. It's a 7 o'clock start. We also don't care. That That's really the helpful piece of all of this. So Donovan Mitchell... And I think like 37 minutes makes a lot of sense, particularly in a matchup that you think is going to be relatively competitive. And this one is 221 total here, 217 on Miami and Brooklyn. And then it's 241, 247, 238. Very, very, very different totals for the later games. Well, for the final three games that we talk about. Okay. Uh, Let's start thinking about the rest of this here. I feel pretty good with the minutes that I have in for most of these guys. We saw Levert get up to 35. Now, that could have been just because of Struess. But it is interesting to know that his minutes can jump again. You kind of assume Sam Merrill needs a little bit more playing time. I'm going to take him up to 22. I just need to figure out where those minutes are coming from. I guess Craig Porter isn't really a part of the rotation any longer. That makes it pretty easy. I don't think I have anything else to move around here. Maybe an extra minute to Niang. But this is pretty much the same rotations that we normally get. From these guys, they're not like now. If Struess is out, then we're going to be very much interested in Sam Merrill, depending on what his price tag looks like. But let's take a look at what this game actually looks like. So for Chicago, 
Best thing here is, I guess for me, DeRozan, who is now power forward only, which I don't really care for, but he's a fantasy point per minute dude in this spot. It's not... I got him projected for 37 minutes and 37 fantasy points, both on the dot. Uh, Patrick Williams, not a guy you probably want if he's not starting. I think Levine and Vooch are both completely viable, but... Un- uninteresting is that like 7300 for Levine that feels good but we're, we're talking about the same sort of fantasy point per minute dude that we have from DeRozan so at this point you're just kind of like choosing between the two I think I prefer DeRozan but the shooting guard small forward ability for Levine does look a little bit better Kobe White looks okay Caruso looks okay I think Caruso's flexibility will help. You know, shooting guard, small forward, 5,200, five-game slate. But I'm leading it off with DeRozan. I think that looks like the best option you can get to. So let's sum up Chicago. DeRozan would be my top Chicago priority. It's close with Vooch and Levine right behind him. Levine has the better positional eligibility, Vooch, just simply a center, which we know we're going to see a lot of. I have no issue getting to Kobe White. I do think he looks just incrementally worse than the other guys that I talked about. And then I think Alex Caruso at least has to be paid attention to. The minutes are there. He's starting. He's shooting guard small forward. But 0.85 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days for Caruso. That's about where I have him as well. Not the most illustrious per minute dude that you can get to. All right, I'm going to click one button in my streaming software right now, and I'm nervous about it. We'll see how it works. I think so. What we're going, what I'm going to be trying to change up in the future is trying to use our the use the content that I create in a better way. So I clicked a button right now that has this what I what I'm highlighting on the screen, basically this like DraftKings section of the table. I have it on the bottom of the screen with just me at the top in a full vertical shot, the way you would see it on a phone, on like a YouTube short or a TikTok. And I think that I just saved my Chicago Bulls summary piece as that little vertical. I think that I'm going to be able to like post these into a thread later on and like after this show is over so that people don't that don't catch the process can see the like 30 second summary of a team. We'll see how well this works in practice, but it's something that I'm slowly but surely trying to work on. Similarly, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now I like Donovan Mitchell, 9,800 point guard, shooting guard. I like him more than I like anything that we saw on Chicago. I would want to get to Mitchell first before I got to anything from the Bulls. Jared Allen is up to 8,500. He has been playing quite well as of late that price tag is probably too high 1.4 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days for Jared Allen am I interested sure but 8500 is about as much as you ever want to pay for Allen it just feels easier to roster Vooch and upgrade elsewhere but Allen should I would guess Allen gets minimal ownership uh, if Struess plays at 6,600, he's shooting guard, small forward. Looks a lot like a, a version of 
Alex Caruso, just slightly more expensive. Um, I mean, this is a tough spot. Like, we're talking about a Bulls team plays slow. We're talking about a Cleveland team that plays slow. These teams skew more defensively than offensively. But, and again, 220 total here. This is one of the worst games you can get to. So I'm going to sum it up again now for Cleveland. First guy you want to get to is going to be Donovan Mitchell at 9,800. With no Garland around, it's just his team. 1.43 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. I think Jared Allen is second. However, I do find it what it's probably going to be pretty difficult to get to that salary tier at 8,500. I know he's been playing like that. I don't know if you can project him like that. Max Struess would be next up. Maybe you take flyers on Karis LeVert. The ultimate scenario for Cleveland here against Chicago is that these guys aren't going to look as good as some of the later games because this total is just so much lower than everything else we have. All right, we go to next game. That's going to be the Miami Heat. They are one and a half point dogs in Brooklyn. 217 total. Uh, What do we know for Miami for today? The Heat are on a back-to-back. They played yesterday, so we have no idea what their injury report looks like. That is not helpful. Do we just assume that everybody that played yesterday plays today, but we add in Kevin Love and we take out Jaime Hawkes? I had a nice Hawkes stand yesterday. He played well in the first half and then got hurt. I think that's what we're doing. I think we put Kevin Love back in, and then I think we take Jaime Hawkes out. I think that's the only thing that we can do here. Yeah, so let's take Hawkeyes out. We're going to bump up Jovic. Well, we're going to move Jovic off of the center spot. We're going to reintroduce Kevin Love for his 20 minutes. Seems like we're going to get a lot more of Haywood Highsmith. I know he's the one that stepped into the rotation, well, into the spot for Hawkeyes after he left. So we got Haywood Highsmith in the starting lineup in the to start the third quarter. So that was Jovic, Bam, Highsmith, Hero, Lowry. We ended up getting 26 minutes out of Lowry. Doesn't feel like he was going to close, but like just kind of crazy to think about. We ended up getting a lot of Duncan Robinson, played 30 minutes. Um They seem to have no real issue playing Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson alongside of each other. Josh Richardson played 20 minutes. Really doesn't seem like they're playing him more than that. So let's let's go ahead and get Haywood Highsmith up to 26. That's going to have to just be Caleb Martin played 25 minutes. That honestly just seems like what's going to happen for him in a back-to-back scenario. 
That leaves me eight minutes. I think we got to bump Duncan Robinson up. I'm going to take him to 28. That leaves me four minutes. I'm just going to hide those on Jamal Kane for right now. I don't really think that I need to move any rates around. Jaime Hawkes isn't that kind of guy. So that'll cover Miami to start. Let's look at the Brooklyn side next. Now, for Brooklyn, no Dayron Sharp. That's the only piece of news that matters. So let's get him out of there. Let's hop over to Brooklyn. We did not have Dayron Sharp out there last time. We got Trendon Watford back in, basically playing the uh, the Dayron Sharp minutes. Claxton certainly needs a little bit more playing time. 34, 36, and 33 in three out of his last three. Uh, so let's take him up to 31. That should make it a little bit easier to get to... This like fake Dorian Finney-Smith playing time at the five. Uh, I say fake. I don't really mean it like fake. Spencer Dinwiddie. Minutes have been very different as of late. I think we're probably going to like 28. We can get DSJ in for what, like 22, 23, something like that. Now his minutes have been ramping up a little bit more. Cam Thomas's minutes have climbed a little bit, but really just not the same with him coming off the bench now. We'll get Cam Johnson in for his 30. Should that be 29? Is that just slightly too many minutes? Nah, 30 works. 30 works. 35 for Bridges. Should that be 36? It has been 36 a lot lately. It's going to be 36 today. That finishes us off with Lonnie Walker and with Royce O'Neal. So I think well, we, we certainly don't have to change any rates. Daron Sharp is not that kind of guy. So that finishes off this game. Let's take a look and see what it looks like. So as we look at the Miami Heat to start... There's not a lot here. Now, we got to remember, this is a back-to-back. -back. We're making the assumption, and we, we, we're pretty confident already that Hawkes has been ruled out, but we don't have an injury report with official designations. We have no idea how he wakes up, but I don't expect him to be playing today or probably for you know at least two weeks. Um, so I'm, I'm also assuming we have Kevin Love back in and Jimmy Butler still out. We'll know a lot more about this one at 1.30. For now, however, I think there's really only two options that you can get to and feel good about it. I think you can get to Bam Adebayo at 9,100. It's very interesting to think about Bam today against Jared Allen. Because Jared Allen's been at 1.4 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. Bam Adebayo is at 1.28. But I think you're going to see those guys very differently. It'll be interesting to see what their ownership looks like as we get closer to lock. We don't have any Miami props right now because of the back-to-back. -back. We only have a couple Brooklyn props. So there's not much that I could really dig into on the Miami side. You've got an $8,200 Tyler Hero, point guard, shooting guard, and you've got Bam. To me, those are the only two guys 
that you can get to from Miami. And I mean that pretty firmly. Kayla Martin's like everybody's just 5K something. 5,500 for Jovic, 5,100 for Kyle Lowry, 5,300 for Kevin Love, 5,400 for Jay Rich, 5,800 for Duncan, 5,600 for Caleb Martin. That's six dudes in the 5Ks for Miami. Haywood Highsmith at 4,600, but not the kind of guy that you're trying to get to with any sort of volume. I, I think Miami just actively looks bad. This shouldn't also this also shouldn't be a surprise. We're talking about the 30th team in pace in Miami, 20th in Brooklyn, a 217 total. None of this looks good. None of it looks good. On the Brooklyn side, Bridges points prop is 22 and a half. I'm about there. Dinwiddie's at 12 and a half. I'm there. And Nick Claxton's at 13 and a half. I'm there. Which means I think Mikel Bridges is the best thing you can get to. 7,300 shooting guard small forward playing 36 minutes. The matchup isn't ideal. And he hasn't exactly been playing well as of late. We're talking 0.91 fantasy points per minute. What That's like a tenth of a point below his rates and a tenth of a point below where I have him today. But if I'm getting to anybody from Brooklyn, it is absolutely Bridges. You certainly feel a little bit better about wanting to go to Claxton with no Dayron Sharp behind him. But at the same time, at 7,200, you're already paying the full price for Nick Claxton. Looks fine. Uh, Whether you had Nick, like, I mean this sincerely. Whatever salary tier you want to be in, I think Nikola Vucevic, Jared Allen, Bam Adebayo, and Nick Claxton are all the exact same play. I wouldn't care which one of those guys ended up in a lineup. To me, they're all the same. It's just all about salary. So if any one of those guys gets a lot of ownership, I probably don't want him. And if any of those guys don't get a lot of ownership, that's probably the guy I want. Because I don't really see a difference. I really find the taste of that coffee unappealing. I don't have much else to say here for Brooklyn. You know, you could work Cam Johnson in. If you want to get really crazy on a five-gamer, you know, and think, like, what happens if Nick Claxton gets in foul trouble? Trendon Watford's 3,900 with a power forward eligibility. I wouldn't get too crazy there. Not a lot to like. We're now going to get into the games where we should like it a little bit more. At least I think. So, next game. We've got Boston. Seven and a half point favorites in Toronto. 241 total. Second highest total on today's slate. Boston is... Got a Q tag on Jalen Brown, and that's it. Raptors just have no Yaka Pirtle, and that's it. So we got to project Boston the way they normally look. Last time they played, I didn't have Al Horford projected in. So we just got to correct that issue, and then we're good to go. So we've been seeing Cornette play about 14 minutes a night. I'm going to go 13. Porzingis minutes have been pretty weird as of late. I'm going to take him to 31. And then I can get Al Horford to 22. They haven't played a lot of games where like everybody's been available in a while. 
Um, let me take a look at it, Larry. I, I didn't. I didn't notice. Yeah, it's getting. That's a little tight, huh? That's probably a little bit better right there. Let me just change my macro quickly. Is that better, Larry? You just let me know. Alrighty. Now we need to hash out Boston a little bit further. Bingo. Gotcha. I got Derek White in for 34. It honestly feels a little high. For this spot. We're going to take a minute away. Get him to 33. I think I'm okay with 20 to Peyton Pritchard. 19 to Hauser. 35 to Drew can certainly come down. We'll go to 34. I'll take a minute away from Jalen Brown. That'll get him to 35. That is leaving me still three minutes north. Now I can't move Tatum. I'm certainly not moving Horford. I got to trim three minutes here. Now, the most likely scenario is that I'm taking that from Pritchard and Hauser, and I go 18, 17. Ooh. No, we go. Yeah, we just go 18, 18. That's way easier. Way easier. Let's do something like that. Rates don't have to change, so I feel good about Boston. So let's look at Toronto. Now, I'm not... Like, the Toronto rotation doesn't really move around or anything at this point. They've kind of got this lockdown. We've had no Yaka Pirtle for three straight games. I do want to look at Toronto's last game. It's because I feel like I haven't really seen what they're doing lately. Their last game was a 32-point drubbing by Utah. That didn't get out of hand big time till the second half. So, and even late in the first or late in the first half. So that was getting Thad Young starting and playing like 12 minutes. I'm going to cut this entire rotation and rebuild it from scratch. So, in the game before that, which was on the 10th, six-point loss in, in Los Angeles to the Clippers, you once again got Thad Young starting. But in that one, he played 24. I think we should probably feel like Thad Young's goal is like something in that 22 range. Quickly's averaging about 30 since he got here. We got to get Scotty Barnes in for, I'm going to say 35. Pascal Siakam for 35. RJ Barrett for 34. Dennis Schroeder for 29. 
Now the rest of this should be relatively easy. Jonte Porter has been the first guy off the bench with Pirtle out. Played massive minutes on the 12th, but that game got out of hand in a big way. Jonte Porter played uh, 17 minutes in the second half. I think like 18 to Porter probably makes some sense. 17 to Porter. Something like that. And then you get I guess Chris Boucher playing 12. Not really leaving me a lot. Last guy up is Gary Trent, whose minutes could just really be absolutely anything and you wouldn't be surprised by it. Seems like he's going to be in that like 22, 23 range. So I'm going to pop Trent in here for 23. And I just need to hide three minutes somewhere. And the person that gets those three minutes will be Grady Dick. No, Jalen McDaniels, because there's no chance that you're going to be ruled out. So that's Boston and Toronto. I don't have any rates that I really want to change here. We could take a look at props in a second. But for now, let's evaluate. Like I said, Celtics are seven and a half point favorites. Interesting matchup. Uh, this should come as very little surprise to anybody, but the best option you can get to from Boston is Jason Tatum. Now, if Jalen Brown ends up out later today, that will certainly make wholesale changes. You will be liking Tatum and Porzingis much more than you do right now. I don't really see anything in my prop projections that make me want to change up what I've got here. I am way high on Derek White's scoring, but I don't really feel bad about that. It's not like he projects well. It's the five main dudes. If you're playing Boston, you have five options. I think you start with the goal of getting to Jason Tatum. I think the second best option for you today is shooting guard small forward Jalen Brown at 8,300. And then I really don't care what you get to after that. Porzingis, Drew Holiday, Derek White. I think you can choose choose your own adventure on that one. And I think that would be totally fine. Tatum 1, Brown 2, White, Holiday, Porzingis. Pick that dude out of a hat. It's all the same. And then next up, Toronto side. Okay, the Toronto side looks a little bit better as a whole. I think I'm going to RJ Barrett first. Shooting guard, small forward, 6,500. Easiest guy to fit in your lineups. I think you're probably going to Scotty Barnes before Siakam. He's $800 more expensive, but you also get guard forward. I have them both at 5x their salary. I both have I have them both neutral to their 5x value projection. I think you're just picking Scotty Barnes because of the positional flexibility. But it's Barrett 1, Siakam Barnes in tier 2, and then Quickly and Schroeder. Kind of just take your pick on whichever one you want between the two. 
You know, if you've got the 1500, go to quickly. If you don't, go to Schroeder. One of those scenarios. Just making sure I don't have anything too crazy here. Everything looks totally fine to me. So, yeah, I, I think I like the Toronto side a little bit more. I think the RJ Barrett piece in particular is just easier to get to than anything you see on Boston. But Barrett, Siakam, Barnes, I like the idea of getting Toronto. Look, 241 total. There's 24 more real points scored in this game than in Miami-Brooklyn. That doesn't account for missed shots, which also then add rebounds, extra steals, extra blocks, extra assists. A lot more scoring in this one, and I think that's why they look a little bit better. Two to go. Indiana Pacers, seven and a half point underdogs in Utah, 247 total. For Indiana, we do not have an injury report, which means they were or are on a back-to-back. Indy played Denver, lost by eight yesterday. If anybody knows if anybody got hurt for the Pacers, uh, just let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to go with what I think is a normal rotation. For Utah, everybody that's normally in is in. I didn't see anything on those early games yesterday, so if somebody got hurt, I wouldn't know it. We're on to game two, or game three now without Tyrese Halliburton. I feel like I need to like reproject this entire lineup. So let's start with Miles Turner. I also want to pull up this box score, but we'll start with Miles Turner. And I think 29 minutes for Turner is just sort of where you got to go. We got Nemhard Brown or Nemhard. Oh, we got Nemhard healed. Brown Smith Turner. Okay. So let's get Nemhard in. Uh, I think the best that we can hope for here is like 26 minutes. He played 28. I guess it would help if I refresh the minutes table. Game four now without Halliburton. Haven't had that minutes table refresh the entire time. So smart, Josh. So smart. We got 28 minutes out of Nemhard. Did he play well? Seven assists, two boards, no stocks. Okay. Could have been worse. Did they play him alongside TJ McConnell at all? No. Keep this in mind. They are continuing to not play TJ McConnell and Andrew Nemhard alongside of each other, which means we're more interested in Nemhard, I assume. So I'm going to go Nemhard. I, I can't go 20. I don't want to go 26 22. But maybe I go 27 21. It's, oh man, 26-22 just feels incorrect, but that's what I'm doing. We'll see how it looks once I project it. So that's 26-22 for Nemhard and McConnell. We've got Miles Turner's minutes in. We got 19 minutes out of Isaiah Jackson. He's played 18 minutes in basically three straight. I see no reason we're not giving him 18 minutes here. Actually, I'll go 17. And then we could hide two on Jalen Smith. Plus another 20. Yeah, that's perfect. That's 22 to Jalen Smith. Obi Toppin coming off the bench. Did close that game. Didn't matter. It wasn't that kind of matchup. 
I don't know, 24 to Toppin? And then 26 to Aaron Neesmith? This is all just coming together pretty easily. We had Buddy Heald back in the starting lineup. He played 28 minutes. He had staggered rotations across the end of the first, beginning of the second, end of the third, beginning of the fourth. I don't know, 26, 27 to, to Bruce Brown or to Buddy Heald? I'm going to 26. And then we'll get Bruce Brown also in for 26. Played 33 and a half last time out. Now that's the kind of minutes I've been expecting out of him. I'm going to go 27 to Bruce Brown. That leaves me 21 for Benedict Matherin. Now, he played 21 last time out. He has been playing quite a bit more as of late. But that becomes a really big issue. Where do we really think all of these minutes are coming from? Like, if Buddy Heald is playing more, then Benedict Matherin is probably playing less. They also had Jordan Wara. In the rotation. One, two, three, four. Wait, who sat? Turner Smith healed Nemhard Brown. McConnell, Matherin, Jackson, Toppin, Wara. Who do I have in that didn't play? Why am I dumb? Oh, Neesmith didn't play. God, I'm a moron. Do we know why, what was up with Neesmith yesterday? God, that took me a while to figure out where those minutes were going. Chat, you got to be faster for me. Yeah, too slow, Brandon. So he was out with shin soreness. Okay, so we're just going to assume that Neesmith plays. So Buddy Heald started in the place of Neesmith. So I am going to bring Buddy Heald's minutes back down. But I'm not going to change Neesmith. I'm just going to give them to Matherin. So we're going to get Buddy Heald back down to 23. That gets me up to 24 on Matherin. Still feels a little light. I'm going to take that extra Bruce Brown minute away and go to 25 on Matherin. There's nowhere else to get those minutes now. So that's just going to have to be it. I'm very intrigued, but I assume Indy's prices have stabilized and they're not going to look as good as you would think they would look against the Jazz. Speaking of the Jazz, here are the Jazz. <laughs> Last time Utah played was that 32-point drubbing of Toronto. Now, they've really sort of stabilized their rotation. This really isn't the best example for them either because of the blowout. Game before that, they did beat Denver by 13. That one should look a little bit more like what we want. I've got Chris Dunn in for 22 minutes. That feels a minute or two low. Twenty-two is probably fine. Keontae George maybe needs two more, or at least one more. Kessler doesn't. Uh, maybe we go to 22 on Kessler, 26 on John Collins. 32 to Markinen, 18 Kelly Olynyk, 
Fontecchio can come down to 26. I can bump Agbaji up to 17. 29 for Clarkson is going to become 30. 26 for Sexton. It's going to become 25, and then I will go back to hiding a minute on THT for right now. Not a lot to dig into for Utah, so let's check them out. All right, Jazz. Sorry, Indy first. Spoiler alert, though. Okay, Indy doesn't look good. Um... I will undoubtedly get to more Andrew Nemhard than the public, but 0.78 fantasy points per minute is pretty piss poor. Do we have any props on these guys? I'm guessing we don't have anything on Indy because of yesterday and that we only have Jazz. All right, we have Miles Turner and that's it. He's at 16 and a half to the over. Miles Turner is the guy you would want. I will continue to try to get to a little bit of Andrew Nemhard. He will not be owned, and he shouldn't be owned. He's 5,800 point guard shooting guard. Doesn't look all that good to begin with. Um, this should be a great DFS matchup, but these prices are all stable. I don't know how you get to much from Indy, unless you get Aaron Neesmith out again. But even then, I don't find anything here good. It's Turner 1 for sure, and I don't think there's a second priority. You could lump Neesmith... Nemhard, Jalen Smith, Obi Toppin, all in the same bunch. If it's your last guy in, it's going to be okay on a five-gamer. There's not a single priority from the Indiana Pacers. Toronto, sorry, uh, Utah, definitely different. You've got $6,700 Jordan Clarkson, shooting guard only, 1.19 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. It's about where I have him projected. He's got a 19.5 point points prop. I got him at 20. Markinens is at 24.5 to the over. I got him at 25. John Collins is at 14.5. I'm a little lighter there. Uh, you, I guess you could make a case that he looks a little bit better. I don't hate Colin Sexton, and I think that I have him under projected. So do with that what you will. But he's 6,400 point guard shooting guard. Walker Kessler is 5K. I'm not thrilled about that but he looks okay on a per minute basis you just don't trust his minutes unquestionably we like the Utah side of this game more than we like the Indiana Pacers side and I think there's you can kind of justify a lot Clarkson Markinen Kessler Colin Sexton and then I think if you want to get weird with a Chris Dunn a Fontecchio a John Collins I think all of that is in play because of this matchup. Reminder, Indiana 26th in defensive rating, second in pace. Even if you want to say like fifth or sixth in pace with no Halliburton, it's not extreme. Final game for us today, folks. Oklahoma City Thunder. One and a half point dogs taken on the Lakers, 238 total. Oh, I wanted to mention it too. I, I mentioned earlier that I was looking to start changing up what this and the strategy show are going to be, thinking about how we can get more value out of everything. I'm also going to start looking at Odd Shopper and some of the prop plays that exist when we break down each game. I think that'll allow us to pop out some additional content. So we will start taking a look at things on the Pick'em side and the prop side, as well as breaking this down for DFS. This is going to turn into a little bit more of a one-stop shop. 
At least that's my goal. I think that's going to be good for everybody. I think people would want that. Let me know in the let me know if you don't want that. Final game, OKC, one and a half point underdogs in Los Angeles. Late night hammer, 238 total taken on the Lakers. For Oklahoma City, SGA questionable. Now, let's just start right here. If SGA doesn't play, this entire team changes. You are, I would imagine, jamming in Josh Giddy, jamming Jalen Williams, jamming Chet Holmgren, jamming Lou Dort, jamming probably Kaysen Wallace. All of these guys are going to go from like uninteresting to big. Yeah, that, that's sort of how I feel about it, Larry. I'm creating, like, we're I have the ability to create all this content, look at all the same things that are like, you know, they're all basically cousins of each other, a, a prop to a line to, you know, figuring out DFS stuff. It's all there. But if I can, if we can just talk about it holistically and chop it up later, I, I think we can get a lot more people to get some eyeballs on some of the things that we're doing. So for now, OKC, to me, is just going to project like they normally do. I'm not going to touch this rotation at all. They don't really move anybody around. So I don't want to do anything too nuts. I am going to bring down Isaiah Joe's minutes and Cason Wallace's minutes and Andrew Wiggins, or sorry, Aaron Wiggins' minutes. Uh, Jalen Williams didn't play last time, certainly could. But they just kind of play too many dudes. And I don't want anybody to show up. But we gotta we, you gotta know this. If Shea Gilgis Alexander ends up out, you need to unload both barrels on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sorry. Lakers. I didn't realize I had a bad view there. Now for the Lakers. AD probable, LeBron questionable. No Cam Reddish, no Gabe Vincent. Uh, LeBron did not play two nights ago. Cam Reddish has been playing minimal minutes over these past two and now is just simply out with that left knee effusion. So I'm guessing we just get like a boatload of Austin Reeves right out of the gate. We're going to get Reddish out of there. I'm guessing we're going to get Russell Reeves... Uh, Prince, LeBron, AD. That just seems easiest. So we get 38 minutes for AD. We get 36 for LeBron James. You know what? We get 35 for LeBron James. We saw Russell play 40 and a half minutes last time out in that game without LeBron. I, I think we're seeing... 29 or 30 out of Russell today just because that has to happen. And then we get Austin Reeves in for 32. Then what else do we need? So we had AD play 39 minutes. Oh yeah, they have Skylar Mays now who actually might play today. Um, 
Hayes just hasn't been playing, so we got to get Christian Wood in. Wood's been playing about 20 minutes a night. So that looks good. Torian Prince is in for 31. I've got Reeves. I've got Russell. Reddish is out. Rui back last time out. Played 19. It's a you kind of want him to be projected for a little bit more, but I think 20 makes the most sense. Now that leaves me an additional 35 minutes. I still got to get Vandy in there. Vanderbilt plays 21 minutes a night. Maybe 20 minutes a night. So also 20 to Vandy. That leaves me 15 minutes now. Come on down, Max Christie. Done. I think we're okay with rates. So let's look at what look what is the final game for today. And that will be Oklahoma City. Now, assuming SGA is in, he looks really good. 10-2, point guard only. He is the guy I want the most out of Oklahoma City. Chet would be two, but Chet looks just like Vooch, Allen, Bam, uh, Nick Claxton, uh, Miles Turner. There's not a lot of difference here. Uh, Walker Kessler off the bench. They're all the same relative to salary. You're starting with Shea. You're getting then. Ch you're going to get Chet after that. 1.28 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days for Chet. Jalen Williams would be third. 6,900 small forward, power forward. Then I think you start getting to your Josh Giddies and your Lou Dorts of the world. But it's definitely SGA at the start. Just want to take a quick peek at the props. SGA is at 32 and a half, juice to the under. I got 31. Perfect. He is the only prop. So we can hop it on over to the Lakers. This is very easy. I think that AD is the best payup option on today's slate. 10,500 power forward center. He is unquestionably the guy you get to the most here. He just is. Because of that power forward eligibility, he's ahead of everybody. I think LeBron is up next for this game, and then you're not really getting to much else. Russell's already 6,800. Reeves is 7,100. I don't really see the path to those guys. I think you're going out of your way to get to a $10,500 Anthony Davis. I also think, at the very least, hopefully, you get him in the utility spot. Not that you would want this kind of flexibility to show up, but if Shea ends up out, you will have the opportunity to like redistribute this kind of stuff. Because if you have AD at the forward, like that doesn't really help you. Well, I guess it kind of does, because you'd be opening up more forward value. Anyway, it doesn't anyway, it's not important. Make sure if you're playing this game, you got these guys in the guard forward or utility spots. It's AD, overwhelming number one dude for the Lakers. LeBron James is second. I won't expect to have much of anybody else here 
from the Lakers. So now it is time for us to run some crunches and get an idea of what this slate actually looks like. If you're here, hit the like button if you haven't done it yet. It would help us out a ton. Let's go ahead and close this and close this and upload our projections. Very intrigued by this slate, but I'm expecting to see a lot of AD. I assume he's in the optimal. I don't know how he wouldn't be, but we'll find that out in uh, about five seconds. Here we go. DraftKings Optimal for Monday, January 15th. Sure is. 249.6. Optimal lineup by a tenth of a point. DSJ. Mikel Bridges. RJ Barrett. Patrick Williams. Walker Kessler. Jordan Clarkson. Chris Dunn. And Anthony Davis. We don't have good value. We did get Walker Kessler in every single lineup. 50 out of 50. Clarkson in 96%. RJ Barrett in 96%. AD in 94%. Then you take the big step down to Fontecchio, Mikel Bridges, and then everybody else is below that mark. Ugly, though, I think is the easier way to describe it. As we slap on randomness, I think we'll flatten out. But AD will be the premier payup option here. There's no way around that one. Walker Kessler tops my list. Then RJ Barrett, Jordan Clarkson, Gary Trent, Simone Fontecchio, Patrick Williams, Dennis Schroeder, Chris Dunn, Nick Claxton. But if we go up to the top here, sort this by salary. AD showed up. Oh, it's a little bit closer than I expected. 15% to AD, 10 to Shea, but it falls off for LeBron. Donovan Mitchell at 9,800 also gets to that 15 mark. It's a little flatter at the top than I thought it would be. I think that's just a testament of what's at the bottom. There's no value. I mean, I got Usman Jang showing up in a lineup. Kenrich Williams is showing up in 10%. Isaiah Joe showing up in 10%. It is rough at the bottom. That's why you're seeing Gary Trent and Patrick Williams and Dorian Finney-Smith and Fontecchio. We just don't have anything at the at the ass end of this entire slate. So let's close that out now with our FanDuel optimals. And then we'll get on out of here. So we got FanDuel optimal. Once again, shout out to you guys for being here on what I assume is a holiday for some. Not for me, though. Not for me. FanDuel Optimal. Jordan, 276.97. Optimal by .37. Jordan Clarkson, Andrew Nemhard, Austin Reeves, Zach Levine. Simone Fontecchio, RJ Barrett. AD Cam Johnson. Jalen Smith. Just going to go out on a limb and say that that is not a lineup anyone should want to play. AD was in all 50. Andrew Nemhard was in all 50. Look, at 5,600, I don't think that's nuts. It's not nuts. 
Homie needs some defensive stats. Uh, Fontecchio in 80%. RJ Barrett and Cam Johnson in the 70s. Jalen Smith in the 60s. Austin Reeve in the 50s. As we add our randomness. How does FanDuel look? This slate sucks, guys. My boy, Andrew Nemhard climbing to the top of the ladder. Simone Fontecchio in two. RJ Barrett, Patrick Williams, Cam Johnson. Isaac Okoro, Jalen Smith, DeMar DeRozan, Aaron Neesmith, LeBron James. Yuck, guys. All sorts of yuck. I can't imagine wanting to play this slate, but unfortunately, I'll be playing this slate. But it's really bad. It's really, really, really bad. Paying up on FanDuel can kind of go wherever you want. You've got SGA at the top. AD a little bit easier to get to because he has that power forward eligibility. But it's pretty blurry at the top here on FanDuel. Probably get to one pay up from LeBron and higher. Good luck choosing who that's going to be. That's where we're at, folks. Another one in the books. Very, very easy show for us today. Tomorrow will uh, also be quite easy. Three games slate. So we will be in and out. Then we've got a, a 10 gamer on Wednesday, another five gamer on Thursday. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I will not be here on Friday, heading to Nashville in the morning until Sunday. So. Uh, you got only four days of the process this week. But guys, thank you for being here. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out the door. Don't forget NFL Sims Max Package promo code DRIVE, $99. Link in the description. You also get PGA for a week. Cannot beat it. That's all I got, folks. I will talk to you all later. This was The Process.